This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com. Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ika Vat. Taiwan is expanding COVID vaccination and working to secure more test kits. That's as it faces its biggest wave of infection yet. Taiwan reported 3,058 new cases on Thursday, but Taiwan's health minister says the peak is likely still to come. John Van Trieste has this report. Health Minister Chen Shih-chung came to Wednesday's daily COVID briefing with a warning. Taiwan's recent spike in COVID cases could soon get much bigger. The government's taking steps to make sure this happens. Late Wednesday, Taiwan approved vaccination for children aged 6 to 11. There are also plans to offer booster shots to those aged 12 to 17 and a fourth vaccine dose to those at least 65 years old, as well as immunocompromised adults and those in long-term care. Taiwan's COVID surge is also raising demand for test kits. President Tsai Ing-wen says Taiwan can make up to 400,000 kits a day. Taiwan's also bought 100 million from abroad, and it can import 870,000 more each day. Tsai's administration says it wants to cap prices at around 1 U.S. dollar and 50 cents per kit, ensuring they stay affordable at a time when Taiwan needs them the most. Ricky and John Van Trieste for Taiwan Plus. While the government is looking to ease restrictions, there still is much confusion for those who are already in quarantine. In this report, James Chater looks into how the government's transition in policy is leaving some caught in the lurch. When 26-year-old Anders began quarantine last week after contracting COVID, the last thing he expected was a new roommate. At 5 a.m. I woke up and someone was coming into my room. And I said, no, you have, this is a mistake. You have the wrong room. Like, you can't come in here. This is, you know, we're doing quarantine. Like, this is not how it works. And he was like, no, 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 I have this room. They're, they're giving two people to a room now. In recent weeks, as Taiwan's government has sought to move away from its COVID zero stance, Taiwan has seen a surge in COVID cases. This led to strangers in quarantine having to share a single hotel room. But Anders, speaking from the hotel suite bathroom, said the most frustrating part was not even being told to expect company. No one had informed me. Um, I looked on my phone on the line out from the hotel staff and from the nurses they have assigned to this hotel. There was no notification. 25-year-old Bevan also began isolating with a stranger late last week after testing positive. room was pretty tiny. And I would say the whole space was less than 15 square feet. And the bed to bed size was um, about 70 centimeter apart to each other. This week, the government announced mild or asymptomatic cases could isolate at home. But this doesn't apply to Anders and Bevan. They'll need to remain quarantined in the hotel for a maximum of 10 days. They both say the government has poorly communicated the quarantine process and policy shifts. Every time that I have like been called on the phone, it's having to repeat a litany of like the same basic information, you know, of like, what is your, what is the phone number we can contact you at? What is the, uh, 
you know, what is your address? And so it gives me the impression, at least, that there's no communication um, through different, like, bureaus or branches or anything. Most of the time, they didn't pick up the phone call or they would just say, oh, maybe you should ask for a different person for helping your situation, to help your situation. I was like, pretty disappointing. It's kind of devastating of like, I don't know who am I, I can actually talk to. Taiwan Plus reached out to Taiwan's health ministry for comment on the stories of Anders and Bevan, but has not yet received a response. Now the government has obviously changed the policy, so people who are diagnosed with COVID can now can now quarantine at home. How do you feel that you know if you were diagnosed maybe four or five days later you would be able to go through this process at home? I think that the kind of the administrative or like the Kafkaesque kind of world that you get thrust into as soon as you report yourself as positive, I don't know that the trouble that that brings is worth any benefit that you get from any that you get from these services. Regret over reporting a positive test result is a sentiment shared by Bevan, even though he's been transferred to a room with his real-world flatmate, who has also just tested positive for COVID. It kind of makes me wonder if I haven't, like, report anything myself. I could have just quarantined at home, and none of this would happen. I, I don't have to go through any of this. I, w- I was thinking, like, I was being responsible, and I was self-report, trying to do the right thing, but somehow this really felt like a punishment to me. As Taiwan moves away from its COVID zero strategy, health officials are expecting cases to rise rapidly in the coming weeks. But for Anders, trust in the government's handling has already been damaged. Like, I think that this experience has really kind of destroyed my faith in the efficiency and the efficacy of like the Taiwanese government to manage this. Until their quarantine is up, it's not just COVID they're facing, but also a struggle for personal space. Chris Marr and James Chater for Taiwan Plus. It's not unusual for a legislative session in Taiwan to get heated. This time, punches were thrown after the ruling Democratic Progressive Party, or DPP, proposed to change a law on how the country's president can use their state funds. The opposition Kuomintang, or KMT, opposes the change. Bing Wang has the details. Taiwan's lawmakers getting into another scrap. At the heart of it, a debate on how the country's presidents can spend their money. The ruling Democratic Progressive Party, or the DPP, is looking to change a law governing the use of the president's state affairs funds reserved for confidential diplomatic missions. Presidents need to prove they are using the fund for legitimate purposes. The DPP wants to remove these restrictions so that the president can use the fund as they see fit. Former Taiwan President Tsen Shui-bian, the country's first DPP president, was indicted for misusing the fund in 2008. While he was later found not guilty, he was convicted on other corruption allegations. Now out on medical parole, Chen held a press conference in early April. That press conference has put pressure on the ruling DPP to change the law. The DPP says that all of Taiwan's elected mayors and county magistrates have special funds that they can use at their own discretion, without inspection. Therefore, presidents should have the same privilege. But the opposition Kuomintang, or KMT, says that presidential funds are larger and therefore should be up for scrutiny. They're also accusing the DPP of wanting to change the law only to absolve the former president.
It's not unusual to see physical violence break out in Taiwan's legislature. Lawmakers have sporadically used brawls to stop legislation they oppose. And this change to the law is a piece of legislation the KNT hopes to block with their bodies if need be. As Naya Zhou and Bing Wong for Taiwan Plus. Taiwan's state-owned National Dongshan Institute of Science and Technology began testing of the long-range Xiongfeng missile. The missile is designed to hit targets up to 1,000 kilometers away and comes at a time when tension in the Taiwan Strait is at an all-time high. In a split second, Taiwan's night sky lights up and a ball of fire shoots out into the clouds. This is Taiwan's Xiongfeng missile, the country's domestically produced long-range missile. Taiwan's state-owned defense research company, the National Zhongshan Institute of Science and Technology, began testing this type of weapon on Wednesday in the east coast of the island. And experts say that its deployment would play a key role in Taiwan's defense. China, which has repeatedly claimed Taiwan as part of its territory, has not renounced the use of force to take the island. If attacked, missiles like the Xiongfeng would allow Taiwan to strike back and hit long-range targets along China's east coast. On the same day as the missile test, Taiwan reported 11 Chinese military planes entering its ADIZ, or Air Defense Identification Zone. The group of planes included two radar planes, two nuclear-capable bombers, and seven fighter jets. This incursion marks over 300 planes entering Taiwan's ADIZ this year. Whether or not the incursion was a response to the missile test, Taiwan continues to bolster its defenses, preparing to do whatever it takes to protect its sovereignty. Klein Wong and Jaime Okan for Taiwan Plus. A group of economic analysts in Taiwan say strong exports and private investment means the economy will grow faster than they expected this year. The Chonghua Institution for Economic Research raised its GDP growth forecast to 3.96%, up nearly 0.3 percentage points from their previous forecast in December. This is at odds with the International Monetary Fund, which cut its Taiwan growth forecast to 3.2% on Tuesday, citing rising inflation. Now, Taiwan has reported a record value in export orders in the first quarter of this year, up almost 17 percent compared to the same period last year. From January to March, the figure came in at just over 173 billion U.S. dollars, driven by strong demand for semiconductors and an improvement in the supply of raw materials. The government said the outlook remains dynamic as pandemic lockdowns in China affect production capacity of Taiwanese businesses and the war in Ukraine drives commodity prices up. Thank you for watching Taiwan Plus News. I'm Inka Vat. For more stories from Taiwan and around the world, please download the Taiwan Plus app. Stay safe and see you next time. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com. <laughs>